put it all on seven. Lady Luck, they call her Lady Luck, blowing them down. When she kisses me, I'm in heaven. Snake eyes. Snake eyes? Snake eyes? Hello and welcome to, to the Weekend Spread, presented by the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, we got Jameson, Ty, and Boaten Blake. And we're here to pick some games. It's week 10. Hard to believe it. We're in double digits, but uh, we are fully in the meat of the season. But, but boys, this is a week's, a, a very bad slate. Uh, n- no way to cut it. Just, just atrocious. Um... But, um, you know, last week, a little tough for all of us. Uh, Jameson, you're on top. How are you feeling? I feel pretty good. I actually had a winning record last week. Um, I had a couple of stupid picks. You know, picking TCU, I knew that was a bad pick coming out. Sometimes you just do those. Iowa State losing was an absolute surprise. Texas blowing it sucks. Uh, Michigan blowing it sucks. But overall, I'm pretty happy with what happened. And Blake, what do you think about San Jose State uh, beating Wyoming? there you were right wyoming wyoming might be really really bad and (laughs) i don't think that means san jose state's good i just think wyoming's wyoming is really really bad (laughs) fade wyoming fade wyoming go back to the well this week i don't even know what they're playing but they're playing uh, colorado state and they're three and a half point dollars fade them fade them ty how you feeling uh, after last week, specifically bad, but not necessarily. I'm still in striking distance of lead. Uh, uh, but yeah, after last week, pretty bad. Not necessarily that bad because looking at my schedule, I, I like. So I, I went on a. If you guys have listened to our second podcast this week, we we talked about Michigan State a little bit. I foolishly believed, you know, the Michigan hype in in Harbaugh. Uh, SMU, I also lost that one. I had to, I had to go with SMU. I'm a lifelong SMU fan, uh, which I, I truly am. That, that's one of the teams that I have been sort of rooting for for a while. I honestly thought they'd beat uh, or they'd cover with with Houston, uh, Ohio State. Again, who would have who would have guessed? I, I guess Bobby guessed uh, and Jamison guessed, but Ohio State. You know who would have guessed? Texas. Again, I'm a blue bloods guy. I'm going to pick the blue bloods. Uh, Iowa State. Oh no, Ty, we, no, fro- <laughs> <laughs> Ty, Ty, fro- Ty just froze there a bit. Yeah. I didn't Iowa cut State, you off. Again, disappointing. And then, of course, 2021. It wouldn't be 2021 if Ty wasn't just losing every week with the wild cards. Pitt disappointed against Miami, nice. uh, causing me to rethink my whole existence. So I left with like two or three wins last week. So bad week uh, for me, but I'm feeling good on this season. It, really, the only goal is to be above 500 on the season because at that point you made money. So just getting the black is, is all it's about. There you go. Ty, Ty went ahead and just killed Pitt for everyone, which is sad. But, you know, that's that all good. Bobby deep down. It, it, what, what hurt me is Spooky Beavers not showing up at all against Cal uh, when I trusted on him. On Halloween, n- n- nonetheless. Um, that was I that got the, really, really rough it, one, too. They weren't even It's because you didn't say spooky, right? Uh, they travel to the future. They listen to you say spooky in a regular voice, and then they chose to not cover. 
Yeah, no, I and I don't even know if they were wearing the spooky beaver uniforms because nobody Ooh. in the world has Pac-12 network, so nobody can watch the games and see what's happening. So ridiculous. Like, I probably like... do. I self-shame moment of the week. I pay like a hundred something dollars a month for Cox, so I oh, it's not on Cox. I should have Pac-12 network, but I probably it's don't. I have like twenty like, channels. It's on like Dish and Spectrum. I think oh. those are the only two people that carry it. So woof. Um, but yeah, other than my uh, being the only one to pick Michigan State, which kind of saved me from total embarrassment, uh, just just a rough week. That SMU Houston bet was a was a bad beat as well. Uh, crazy, crazy game. Um, anyways, let's get into the picks. First off, we have number thirteen Auburn at number fourteen Texas A and M. Aggies are favored by four and a half. All lines courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, use promo code TPPN for that. Uh, now, this week, we're doing a bit of an interesting new wrinkle. Uh, our friend Michael Whitman, who uh, operates all of the schooner simulations, uh, has, in his bye week of uh, just needing stuff to do, has um, has simulated all of these games, done little mini sims for every single one of our games, which uh, we, we're pumped for. So we're, we're going to let uh, Whit- Whitman kick us off here. Texas A&M is a hit-or-miss team this year, and Auburn typically knows how to take advantage of that. But Kyle Field is a notoriously tough place to play. Just ask Bama. This turned into a fight just to get on the board, with Calzada and Nix both taking some knocks. Near the end of this low-scoring defensive battle, A&M gets the only touchdown of the game and goes on to win 13-3. Take the under on this one, folks. Well, there you go. According to Whitman, A&M covers. So uh, put that up for the uh, Aggies. Um, I'm going to start us off. I I like the I like the Ags here as well. Bo Nix has been very inconsistent. I I still think they they get a couple wins down the stretch. I don't like this really at all. Um, I feel like it's a bit tricky to figure out with these two teams. Uh, but yeah, this is probably A&M's like biggest test since uh, that Alabama game. But at the same time, I you know I'm, I'm gonna ride it uh, ride with the home favorite. Kyle Field will be rocking and uh, give me A&M. Uh, Blake, you're up next, and if you want to tell us about your week, because I never asked. I apologize. It was all right. Like if we're gonna talk, like got the good beat vibes on Houston, bad beat vibes on a personal bet. I was on the. Florida State plus nine that ended in the most hilarious fashion to not cover the spread. So if you're bored and want to go look up a hilarious bad beat, probably the worst I've had in the last two or three years, go look that one up. But look, I think these two teams are pretty damn similar. And I just think four and a half points is too many points in this instance. So give me Auburn. Bo Nix has kind of shaken the whole Bo Nix on the road isn't good. Stigma. He is what he is, but I think he's performed pretty well this year. I think Auburn's defense is better. The fact that they held uh, Mississippi to Ole Miss to only like 20 points, 20 points or less. I can't remember the final score on that, but they did a very, very good job against them last week. And I just think their offense has a little bit more firepower in the pass and run game. So give me Auburn. Okay. Ty? I really like, I mean, come on. A&M beat Bama, right? A&M, they're not they're not right in the uh, in the uh, not the Boca that means mouth in the uh, oh, what, what Corazon 
in the uh, the Navidad, whatever it is. Are you thinking Medulla Oblongata? The point I, the point I was trying to make was uh, A and M. They're crazy. They're they're objectively crazy, right? I don't know Spanish. That's obvious. Um, but it's it's because I'm Protestant. Uh, but what? Well, I'm Lutheran. I'm not. Don't I'm not, bring religion to this podcast. Politics. Politicize you. Cabeza. Cabeza. That's a cabana. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we're gonna get canceled. And really, the joke is that I I don't know Spanish. It's not it. Anyways, I, I'm just gonna cut myself. Up. Give me A and M minus four and a half here. They've got this one. Jameson, who do you got? Oh, this is great. I I don't um. I don't like Bobby being on an island by himself because he loses a lot of them, but those when he wins, it kind of sucks, the, the episode, because he's like, oh, yeah, I got Michigan State losers. It just kind of makes me feel bad. I, I don't like when Bobby's on his island. But you know what I do love? Whenever it's split and Blake and I both can take the Bo Nix experience, baby, and I yeah. love it. Like I said, <laughs> Texas A&M, they beat Alabama, of course. Um, but after that, you know, Missouri's an absolutely atrocious team, and they only won by, um, was it three touchdowns or something? Should be more for a team that's super dominant, beating a team like Alabama, getting four and a half points versus a team Auburn's been playing pretty good recently. Like, I understand they start they start off the year really hot because they played nobody, then they kind of had a skid. But, you know, they you know they handled themselves pretty well and beat Arkansas on the road by 15. And then they beat Mississippi by 11. Give me um, Auburn here to cover. Hey, fair enough. And I feel like whenever you and Blake split on something, it, it always works for both of you. So uh, I, I feel horrible about that pick already. Um, if y'all remember before this, I said the slate was weird. This is what I mean by it's getting weird. We got UTSA at UTEP. The Roadrunners favored by 10.5. UTSA recently robbed of a top 25 spot. They're undefeated. UTEP only has one loss, which is crazy. Um... This is this is a wild one. Uh, let, Whitman, let's see what you got here. Let's see what, what you got here for UTSA UTEP. The two titans of Conference USA meeting in El Paso was a sight to behold, but for all of the wrong reasons. Dropped balls and bad decisions plagued both sides, leaving the run game to pick up the slack, which meant minimal movement for both teams. The defense wasn't spared from blowing coverages either. Well, I'm personally going to be saying meep meep this Saturday, UTEP ends up the scrappier team overall with a 12-7 win. A massive upset. The Miners get the outright win. Oh my goodness! So that's that's that is a, a wild take from the from the sim there. Jameson, are you uh, you gonna take that uh, another? Uh, are you gonna take a wild leap as well? Oh my god, I'm scrambling because guess what? Bobby has shifted the order of how it is in our spreadsheet versus how it's presented. <laughs> I just, I just, just did all. I just did all my preparation talking about Liberty, and all of a sudden I just have to be presented with this game, which is the one that I had zero, like, I had no idea with, because I was really hoping to kind of tail Blake, see what he said. Um, and maybe maybe that would have helped me a little bit. Well, I wasn't going to copy what I just wanted to hear his analysis first. That's part of the game. Part of the game. Tisk, Everyone tisk. does. Um, but you know what? I, I'm going to go with UTSA here. And. My reasoning is because they should be absolutely pissed that they aren't putting the rankings. You know, Cincinnati is another team that should come out pissed this weekend. Um, give me UTSA to be pissed that they're not putting the rankings. All right, I like it. Ty? For the viewers, 28. Uh, for the listeners, 28. That's a, uh, a number on the ACT that students of both of these schools consider good. And I did air quotes there. 
because uh, they couldn't get into UT. So all that being said, me not considering a 28 good, me also getting into UT, but choosing not to go because it's an objectively cringe school, uh, I will say. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get a 28 on the ACT, and I'm in medical school, so I'm just going to say that. Okay. Congratulations. I'm, well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, ACT, I'm, a, man. I'm a 25 year old college sophomore. So how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me, I forgot where I was going. Give me the meet meep here. I, I like the, uh, I like the road runners. This one is really weird. Cause it's, and, and no disrespect to either of these schools. Cause I really do like UTSA. Uh, this is like an FCS, whatever versus FCS, whatever on NCAA. They even have like the same branding, the same colors. Uh, but I really like, I really like the road runners. It's just, it's, they are, uh, they are, they're the one to go with this year. So give me, give me the meat. There you go. Meat, meat. Blake, who do you got? Yeah, so as we covered kind of in episodes past, UTSA, they're the ones who I got futures on when it comes to the Conference USA. But look, 10.5 points is way too many points. In a game that PFF grades both of these teams fairly similar, UTSA being slightly better, but 10.5 points on the road, it's way too much. And I get what UTSA has been an electric offense, and Sear McCormick was obviously kind of the big name coming into this year. But uh, Clark and Franklin, their two wide receivers, also excellent. But the one thing people don't realize is UTEP's defense is has been outstanding this year. They've been top 10 in yards allowed. They've been top 10 in third down conversions and top 10 in red zone touchdowns allowed. Like, this defense stops everybody. The only team that they've really had troubles with was Boise State on the Smurf turf, which I'm kind of fine with. But UTEP is good at being in close games. And UTSA has been in close games, I think, majority of the year. And people don't realize that because of how the record seems. They seem like they'd be blowing teams away, but they really haven't. They they barely beat Memphis. They barely beat Illinois. They barely beat some of these other Conference USA teams. And I think UTSA is having the dream season. I think Jeff Trailer's good, but... Ten and a half points is way too many points with me. You got to give me UTEP here. Fair enough. Um, and look, here here's my thing: is I think way too many people are overhyping UTEP because of their record, in a way, because they only have one loss. I think UTSA is a better team because they've caught bodies. They they took out Memphis and they took out Illinois. Um, and that one game that uh, UTEP played against Boise, they got blown out. Like, 52 to 14 blown out. So, in their second game against, like, legitimate competition, I, I just, I don't think they're going to uh, keep this one close. Give me, give me Meep Meep to uh, cover 10 and a half. So, next up, we have the Hugh Freeze Bowl. Hugh Freeze and Liberty returning, <laughs> returning to Ole Miss. Uh, this is just a very weird thing. Uh, the Ole Miss Rebels favored by nine here. I'll, I'll start. Uh, actually, no, Whitman, uh, start us out here. I, I can't re- can't remember what you did for this one. I, I actually think. Yep. No. Yeah. Liberty's not an NCAA fourteen, so uh, there was no pick for this one. So, nah, whatever. Um, I'll get it started. All right. I'm gonna just say, I I I liked. Tulane to take out Ole Miss, and I was totally wrong. I've liked a lot of teams to take out Ole Miss, and I'm usually wrong. Uh, 
And while I, this is something that looks tasty, like a nice little, you know, Liberty upset special where they keep it close. I'm going to go with Matt Corral and uh, the old Miss Rebels to uh, take out uh, Liberty here uh, in convincing fashion. Uh, so give me Ole Miss. Like, Yep, so I'm flipping you. I'm I'm heavy on Liberty, and I think Liberty can even win this game. And I think part of it is Hugh Freeze, that ultimate element of being able to come back against the team that fired you and come out on top with a less talented roster. But I think a roster that it grades out incredible, like PFF has a greater, better offense and better defense, and I think that starts with Malik Willis. Like, this guy's going to be playing on Sundays. He's an incredible quarterback. And I'm just looking at uh, I'm looking at Ole Miss's schedule right now. They like The thing about the SEC you have to remember is they play no really good pro-style, like, great quarterbacks. And the only one that's kind of there is Matt Corral, which is the one Ole Miss has. They haven't played quarterbacks dynamic like Malik Willis. I like that revenge factor. And just looking at the PFF grades, I'm fine with saying nine is too many points. I might even take a little bit of money line just because of how confident I feel with just how this Liberty team is. Give me Liberty plus nine. Hugh, take it all the way. The Hugh Freeze Hospital bed thumbs up to you, Blake. Uh, Blake, or, sorry, uh, Ty, who do you got? Ty is scream in the background. So, Bobby, do you have like someone uh, okay, chained it, up in your, it is, in your basement? No, it, uh, look, it's <laughs> it is girl. The the girls' night rotation has come to my house, uh, and it coincides with podcasting. And the Bachelor's on, and everyone's just vibing out. And, uh, and I believe and, it's the ooh, Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not sure if this is. I'm not sure if this is the one with the boy, the one with the girl, the one that's on the boat, the one where everyone's singing for some dumb reason. I don't know. There are too many you, of them. You've presumed a gender, a gender, cancel Bobby. So anyways, um, what I was saying was Liberty. Here's what you need to know about Liberty University, right? I'm going to skip the very common uh, storyline. You guys know I go unconventional on the storylines. So to come up with my storyline for Liberty Ole Miss, I Googled, Liberty famous people. And here's what you need to know. Do you know who's a Liberty alumni? Alumno? I don't know. No. Steph Curry. Okay. When you Google Liberty famous alumni. Yep. No. Yeah. You're wrong about that. Is this just like a different Steph Curry? It must Davidson? be a different Steph Curry, though. Yeah, Steph Curry 100% <laughs> grad- Dave- graduated from Davidson. Like, oh, completely what? different Steph Curry, then. Com- just <laughs> some, it's some man named Stephen Curry. Okay, well, no, so that's... Probably was, Stephen that Curry. Was, that, okay, Probably again, that Stephen proves Curry. my point. Here's, here's the most famous person that's gone to Liberty is off-brand Steph Curry. Uh, Matt, Corey Ollie, however you say his name, he's probably going to win the Heisman. <laughs> He's definitely better. Oh, than it's not Steph. It's it's Seth. His brother played one year there before transferring to Duke. What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> big, oh difference big difference. This is why Ty's not on the basketball. This is this is why Ty's not on Boomtown hoops. My favorite thing about uh, basketball is uh, on the on the upper deck home side of the Thunder. They got really good uh, chicken um, nuggets, like chicken like. Popcorn chicken. That's that's what it's called. That's what I know about basketball. Anyways, 
give me Ole Miss minus mine. <laughs> okay, I have okay. no analysis for the rest of these, but I, I, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jameson, who do you got in the huge freeze? I'm, I'm going to take Ole Miss, and I'm surprised, Blake. Just I haven't really seen much of Liberty this year. I heard about them in the preseason, but to me, even though you know they they're what they've only lost two games, I feel like they're kind of disappointed in their and how they've been hyped. You know, Malik Willis is supposed to be a guy who's like a top ten pick, and he's been performing this this year. But if I'm just looking on how they've done their past three games, I should be nervous. So three games ago, they lost to ULM. And if we know oh, anything yeah, about ULM, the, that's a bad loss. That's why I'm like. Yes. Don't go by loss. I'm going purely on grades here. It's yeah, and then, and, and then the game after that, they kept within single digits to North Texas, one of your favorite teams. You think is the most atrocious, one of the most atrocious team in football. And then after that, they got to play UMass, which is you know one of the worst, if not the worst, college football program in um, college football. So I just don't like that track record coming into enemy territory and Ole Miss. I'm going to go Ole Miss here, minus nine. I think there's going to be a lot of points, like you said. Um, but I think that Ole Miss scores more than double digits. I guess. There you go. There you go. Moving on to the uh, battle for the Sunflower State, K-State at Kansas. The Kansas State Wildcats uh, favored by 24. Uh, and, yeah, let's kick it to Whitman to see what happens in this one in the sim. Cats and don't typically have the best relationship, and the Sunflower showdown got nasty. The Bean Man took some time to start up this game and couldn't figure out the Wildcat defense to save his life, while Skylar Thompson and Deuce Vaughn kept testing the Jayhawk defense with an uncharacteristic lack of success. A few market efforts from the Kansas offense gave them an edge, but the Wildcats win the knife fight by kicking a go-ahead field goal with no response from the Jayhawks. Kansas State takes the dub 13-10. Oh, the Look Bean Man! That was a beautiful ball from Bean Man in NCAA 14. I didn't get many of those whenever I was playing my dynasty with him. Like I said, he airmailed everything. You do not throw a deep ball at all with Jason Bean whenever he is your quarterback in NCAA 14. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Deep balls are already too hard in that game. If you're playing on Heisman difficulty, don't do it if you have Jason Bean's 40 accuracy. But let's, let us let me hit up on this um, thing. I, I think Kansas is probably getting a little too much um, credit here with that OU game. And obviously, I there's a lot of times where when teams do over to OU, it's really hard for me to kind of buy into that hype thinking that they're going to move forward with it the rest of the season. And Kansas State has done surprisingly pretty good recently. I understand they kind of beat up on TCU whenever they're down. Um, but I like Kansas State here, minus 24. Okay. Uh, Ty, who do you got? 24 is a lot. Like it's, I think we, I think every listener of the pod knows I'm a pretty big, you know, just sort of, I don't want to say Nick Saban Homer, but I'll, I'll like go with some ridiculous stuff. If it's with a big brand name, um, which like not to say that K state isn't, you know, I don't, I don't want to sort of demean K state. Obviously they have, a great record against OU in recent times. I feel like 24 is a lot of points though. Um, and I do have a lot of faith in the uh, supporting actor from holes, uh, AKA the bean man. You guys look that up. If, if we can't, yeah, if I, I still have access, if you guys could see, if you guys could see the, the meme, zero from holes, zero. if you guys could see the memes, I wanted to post to the schooner pod, social media, you guys would crack up, but Bobby took away my, uh, my access to the schooner pod social media i just haven't sent you the uh the based off of back. some proposed memes i just uh, forgot <laughs> anyways anyways uh give me uh i i don't want to say because i know i'm gonna get me give me kansas here because i just don't like nice. there you go fair enough blake who do you got 
Yeah, I just have a pretty consistent philosophy when it comes to Kansas. I'm not betting on them. I refuse to put myself through that pain. Give me K-State. Also, the Sim, like, hasn't scored more than, like, 20 points in a game, it seems. Like, are we on, like, 1950s engine or something that, like, can't do, like, forward passes because the games are a little low scoring? It's all under so far. We, okay, you, you, you can't scale it right because if you do five minutes, then, you know, it... it does seem a little low but if you do the full 15 then you have like 200 point scores so we're trying (laughs) it's hard to see it's because it's because the the quarters are the quarters are low okay okay that makes more sense except like no team has scored more than 14 points in this wait what are what's the quarter uh time he does i'm pretty sure it's five minute Oh, he says he says just wait. So I think we got we got ah, some weirder stuff. He's um, fixing the engines. <laughs> he's fixing the engines. Okay, okay so messing with the sliders. <laughs> some slider like trickery here. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go K State as well because it's a rivalry game. They truly hate Kansas, and uh, they're way better than them. So they're gonna be up for this one. Get a massive dub. Uh, Chris Kleiman Chris doesn't lose these games. Uh, and he sure as hell is going to cover against a pretty pathetic Kansas team who just kind of blew their wad against OU. So, NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's that simple. Now, of course, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, like Oklahoma, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, that's TPPN, Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game straight up and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Moving on. We have... I guess you could... Is it the rivalry of it's dead now? The uh, Baylor... It's not dead. It's... Yeah, it's... Number five TCU, baby! We're back! (laughs) We're back! (laughs) It's the Blake Civil War. Oh, no. I... I, Yes! (laughs) Okay, so I... I screwed up the graphic and accidentally left number five on TCU. So congrats, Blake. Uh, they fired Gary Patterson and just shot right up. Uh, everything's a quality win now. Um, <laughs> number 12, Baylor at not number five, TCU. Bears favored by seven. Let's kick it to Michael Whitman and see what we got on the Schooner Sim. The Holy War sees a top 20 Baylor going up against a disappointing TCU unit. Sorry, Blake, maybe the sim will cheer you up. Baylor plays consistently on both sides of the ball through all four quarters, but while they find the red zone easily enough, they can't find the end zone. Conversely, TCU couldn't find a rhythm they liked and kept giving back yardage gained on subsequent plays. Their bets on the long ball pay off, though, as they're able to squeak ahead, secure an interception, and burn clock late in the fourth. The final score is 13-9 as TCU upsets Baylor. The Frogs get the upset. 
Oh, I'm, Blake is loving it. An emotional week in uh, Fort Worth. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen because I, I, there's just too much turmoil going on in the TCU program. This is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a close game. Uh, but I, I think Baylor covers that seven-point spread. Blake? Yeah, I the sim. I wish it, I wish our defense was that good as the sim portrayed it. But the problem is Gary Bohannon and that offense is very good. Our defense, regardless of what you think of Gary Patterson and how he's doing, our defense isn't going to get any better under our uh, interim defensive coordinator. And so I know I've already kind of plugged the my podcast I did. So I'm going to only kind of talk about what I think about this game, but. There's reports coming out of the program yesterday that the guys were having a hard time really getting excited for this week, kind of are uh, shocked by the news, and, like, that's understandable. And so, I gosh, I want to believe. I want to believe. But it's just hearing that, like, the guys are having a hard time dealing with this news, which I totally understand because probably the reason why they came to TC was to play under Gary Patterson. And Max Duggan right now, he's very banged up. He's probably not going to start this game. It's probably going to be Chandler Morris, which is honestly gives me hope maybe that we cover just because he's something weird and different and runs all the time. But honestly, like I'm just not feeling like the next year and a half, two years for GCU are probably not going to look good. But that's kind of what you need in order for a smaller program to get back on track. But I'm going to take Baylor here. I think just a touchdown is honestly even a little too little just seeing how our defense has played this year and how we played against k-state so give me baylor fair enough uh ty who do you got i think this one is is super i don't want to use the the cursed l word but i think this one is is maybe the easiest pick of the week and and that's to take baylor here especially with with tcu uh like i talked about last week with the ou texas tech game i don't believe in the sort of fired coach, whatever hype. I, I think that in, in the modern being transfer portal and NIL era, so sort of past year or, or just this season uh, era of college football, that firing a head coach is a very significant uh, downside to your team that season. Um, and I think that I think that Baylor has obviously overperformed my expectations this season, I, I sort of put them at, at the bottom quartile or, or the bottom percentile of, of the Big 12. They've they've obviously well overperformed that. You put them last. <laughs> yeah, put them last time. I have. I, so for you, you had the bean kid, man finishing ahead of Baylor. One day, one day, Kansas will be not bad, and I will be redeemed. But yeah. For and it's are not, you sure about me. that? Kansas no, not so I've, bad. I've committed, are you? I committed to this like Kansas is not bad or Kansas will get more than two wins. I committed to this like three years ago, and and I've been tied to it. And it, I've really just been hedging, and no one's called me out on it. I've been hedging a bet from like years ago, close to a decade ago at this point, that Kansas is going to get more than a few wins in the Big Twelve. Eventually they will, but yeah, it, Baylor was just a, a casualty of that. But all that being said, give me Baylor minus seven here. I, I think that the TCU, you know, I don't like to see anyone in the North Texas area doing bad, right? I don't like to see anyone in, in South OKC doing bad, uh, but I will uh, – that one really didn't land. I thought that would land more with you guys. 
I don't I don't know where you I don't know where you came from there. I just called Fort Worth South OKC. It's oh right. oh, I, oh okay I got I tried. you. It's all right. If it no, if it doesn't land, it doesn't land. You know that's on me. I'll just like, I'll yeah, shoot myself later. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I, I, <laughs> I thought you were minus seven. Throw it up to James. I, I was just like, what does that have to do with South Oklahoma City? I was like, there's not much going on in South Oklahoma City. No, that was not the joke. Or there is a lot of stuff going on. I don't know. Hey, Wheeler Park is in technically South Oklahoma City. We have the Olympic (laughs) rowing. The Olympic rowing there. Is that considered? Would you consider that the South? The river? I mean, downtown. Anything south of the river. Oh, for sure. Anything south of downtown. Right now. That's right, true. I'm picking That's true. guys. I'm picking Baylor because um, whenever you fire or you let decide to let go a coach or give them the news that they're gonna, you know. So essentially, what happened, Blake? Right, is they they told the, Gary that you're gonna be let go at the end of the season, and Gary said, "No, screw that. I'm getting out now. I don't want to play this. You know, be in between. I don't want to go out like that." And essentially, it just caught everyone off guard. And like you said, like the offensive player, Zach Evans and Quentin Johnson, probably looking for ways out. Um, the defense is already trash. And if they're not motivated, how hard is it going to be to play versus Baylor? I love Baylor in this game on the seven. I don't, see, so any, I don't see anything. I, like, I want to win this game, but I'm honestly, like, if we won, I'm going to be so pissed that this team had all this potential and it literally took all of this to get them motivated enough to play. So... I just, it's, it's going to be, if we win this, it's going to be hella bittersweet and not even bitter because I'm going to be more angry that it just took all this to get this team to get fired up for a game. Uh, I mean, that's, that would be, talk about some motivation. Yeah, we got rid of the, the, the guy who made the, this program exist. Do you want to play football now? Ugh. Anyways. He didn't get fired, Ty. I know you're saying that in the chat. He did not get fired. He was he did not mutually parted ways. Mutually suggested to. They asked him. They asked him to. They asked him to take a step back. I've never heard so much coping than than from Blake with the Gary pad. Blake, you are so on them firing Gary, and now we, you're we, no, we literally we we literally have a full episode of State of the not, Frogs where you're like, Gary's not, gotta go. It was like whenever we talked about the solutions of what needed to happen with TCU, it was like third on the list uh, of what needed no. to happen. Mutually and it was after two ways. big ones needed to happen. So we need go to back put... and listen to the receipts because I did record a 30-minute podcast about the solution. We'll, we'll put together the highlight clip and it'll be it'll be very fun. Uh, now, moving mutually, on. I'm rolling my eyes here. <laughs> mutually implies that at the same week that TCU fired him, he also decided to go somewhere else. It was not mutual in any sense. He didn't have to leave this week. Technically, uh, he did not have to leave yes. this week. He, okay, yeah, but TCU fired him. He was fired. Okay, okay, yeah. Anyways, moving on, we have number 11 Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Uh, Pokes favored by two and a half. This one is pretty tricky. West Virginia took out uh, Iowa State at home. Now the Pokes going on the road as well. Let's see what the uh, the simulation says. Both West Virginia and Oklahoma State had something to prove in this game, and it showed. Big play after big play on both sides kept this game interesting, so much so that I had trouble picking highlights. The Mountaineers pull ahead early, but the Cowboys get a fourth-quarter rally to come back from a 14-point deficit to take the lead. 
On a last desperate attempt, West Virginia heaves the ball downfield and completes it for a touchdown just for it to get called back on a clipping penalty. Boy, I would hate to be that guy at a Morgantown bar after that. Oklahoma State narrowly escapes upset in a 24-17 victory. Oh my god. <laughs> that's just that's just so funny because clipping like never happens and it gets called all the time in that video game out of nowhere. And it's just randomly there's some algorithm in PCA fourteen. It's like every one out of like fifty plays you just gotta throw the clipping and you don't know where it came from when you look at the replay. You, but it happened. You just and the ref voice. Clipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. I, the poor pokes. I kind of want to I kind of want to see they, it again the afterwards. Poor, that's poor, poor so mountaineers. good. The Mountaineers. The Mountaineers yeah. got so screwed. Oh, goodness. Um, Jameson, I don't know how, how we'll be able to top that one. Uh, what do you think happens in this one? I like OSU a lot here. Um, I understand West Virginia's been playing well, but last week I don't know how much we can gauge um, from that because Iowa State, um, you know, I don't know. They've just been very hot and cold this year, and I can't really get a grasp on them. Um, But Oklahoma State has looked really dang good. I think they've got it together. While West Virginia kind of comes out and shows out each um, every once in a while, Oklahoma State has been showing out and impressing every single game this season, even though they have one loss versus Iowa State. They still played a very impressive game in that one. I like Oklahoma State here, minus two and a half. Okay. Ty, who do you got? Yeah, I, so let me just say, I I have not – I got NCAA, uh, I think, 08, and then I just stuck with that one until it died. And the, the whole clipping – monologue just unlock like a core memory of uh me in like 2009 being like what the f- my bad what the heck is oh it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know what it was but yeah that game calls it all the time uh with all that being said it, it's a bleeps for bobby uh going forward i think oklahoma state here i think is a pretty clear i know it's in morgantown they gotta fly to get it. I don't want to restart this whole argument. <laughs> Do they have to fly? But, They're hopping but, out the jet. It's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, you know, it's in the, the Pittsburgh metro area. But uh, I think Oklahoma State here, minus two and a half. I think this is one of the juicier ones. I think this is a pretty week, a pretty good week uh, betting-wise. I think this is one of the juicier ones. Give me Oklahoma State, minus two and a half. I like it. Blake, who do you got? Yep, I'm going with I'm going with the consensus here. I'm going with Oklahoma State. And I love that the Sim decided that the two elite offenses that have come out are Oklahoma State and West Virginia. And West Virginia <laughs> being the ninth worst offense in the big uh, in the Big 12, barely above Kansas, which is saying something that the West Virginia is just like both defenses are good. I think Oklahoma State has the best defense. Both offenses are bad, but like West Virginia is really, really, really bad. Uh, and they're still ranked ninth, having their really explosive performance against Iowa State last week, which says something. Oklahoma State's in the driver's seat to get to Arlington if they want to. So just give me Oklahoma State here. I just think – I just can't – Bobby made it known. You can't bet on this West Virginia team. They're nasty. I don't want their sluggish offense, like, having to think about that this Saturday. So, just as, like, a 
a personal health level, give me Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm with you. I don't. I don't like betting on West Virginia, uh, and I don't like betting on any game that involves West Virginia. It's a total mess. I feel like I've been off on them all year long, and you know, frankly, I I, I don't see them having back to back like um, I don't know murderers row games. I I, I don't see them doing it again against a very good Oklahoma State team. So give me the Cowboys to show up, get the cover, get the win. It might be a tricky one, but I have the folks pulling it off. Uh, you know, But I got to say, West Virginia, better watch out for those clipping penalties uh, because they'll, they'll sneak up and bite you for sure, uh, apparently. So next up, we have our final non-weekend uh, non spread, or sorry, non-wild card pick of the week. Texas at Iowa State. Cyclones favored by six and a half. Um, and let's see what Michael has uh, prepped for us here. While Texas was still waking up from their trip to Ames, Iowa State creates a surmounting lead with some purdy magic. Bijan Robinson gives the Longhorns some much needed energy with a massive touchdown run, and the defense finally shows signs of life as well. Texas hoofs it back to tighten up the score despite replacing an injured Casey Thompson with Hudson Card. Both teams continue to battle for the lead as the clock winds down, and despite making multiple fourth-down conversions throughout the game, Iowa State fails the most important one, and Texas is able to run the clock out. The Cyclones fall to the Longhorns in a heartbreaking 31-28 upset. Looks like Texas won one for Gia the Monkey. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honestly just say this one right here. Texas... I keep waiting on their bounce back. I, I, I keep I think I've bet on, or picked them every single week um since the Oklahoma or since the OU game and I just I don't know when it's gonna happen, so I'm just gonna keep picking against them until it does. Uh I like UT here to get the cover. Or sorry, I like Iowa State here to get the cover, get the get the win outright. I think they're gonna do pretty good. So uh Blake, who do you got? Wrong. I uh, <laughs> really big. I'm really big on Texas this week, and I think like you should sprinkle some Texas money line. I think six and a half points is way too much. And Iowa State starting the season, besides like kind of the two losses and stuff, was actually on a statistical level performing very well. They're having a good offense, a great defense, but in their last three games versus actual good competition. They have struggled. They have struggled big time. They've been 86 in the nation with yards allowed per pass attempt. They've been 101st in explosive pass rate allowed and 86th in pressure rate. So they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback. They're allowing tons of explosive plays, and they're allowing a lot on the passing end, which I think is exactly what Texas needs to get uh, a bounce-back game. They have an explosive run game with Bijan Robinson. They have a dynamic passing game, which I know we've only seen really in the first half of games this year, but I think that really is enough. As we've seen, this Iowa State defense has a lot of holes. Like the fact that you are getting obliterated by a West Virginia offense that is literally ninth in the Big 12, that is getting closer to Kansas than the eighth spot. Like that's how bad they are and exploding all over you with Daigie just launching the ball everywhere. It's this makes no sense. I think Texas six and a half, way too many points. I think they're going to bounce back. I think Texas has just kind of been unfortunate with how coaching and stuff has been, but they're going to bounce back this week. I think this is a money line play for Texas. Okay. Well, uh, big on the horns. Uh, Ty, who do you got? I've got two points. Normally, 
this is where I would say left hand horns up, right hand horns up, right? I'm not going to say that. So my two points uh, today are uh, for the viewers, this post-it note number 16, which is what Iowa State students consider a decent ACT. Uh, and then this, this post-it note, which says it November, uh, which means it's not Brocktober. Give me left hand horns up, right hand horns up for the viewers. Give me the horns here, plus 6.5. I think my, your America's team, the Texas Longhorns, have this one outright. I'm definitely not the first one to make that reference. I'm sure a ton of UT fans, uh, friend of the pod, enemy of the pod, Chris, has probably made that one before, uh, being from not Austin. But, yeah, give me the horns here, plus 6.5. I think Texas has it outright. Iowa State, I'm a known Iowa State hater. I can't wait for the Iowa State preview for me to double down on my uh, Iowa State MPC picks. But I'll just pass this one on to Jameson. Give me the uh, give me the longhorns here. Blue bloods for life. Uh, I, I, I love the, the, the sneaky twist you threw in there. That was, that was excellent. It was a sneaky twist, but then we just brought it right back to where it was originally. I, I love it. I love it. Jameson? Yeah, um, I like Texas here as well, kind of what Blake was talking about, and I love seeing Bobby on an island with this pick. Um, just whenever he says he, he's going to abandon his uh, choice of pitching Texas after the Texas game and then goes away from it, um, it just seems right and made me feel even better about this pick. Uh, give me Iowa State to win this on an ass alley field goal at the end of the game. So just the perfect way to like get screwed. I've been getting screwed on Iowa state too. <laughs> I, I hate this. I hate these teams. I don't even, I don't even like this sport. Uh, anyways, let's move on to our favorite pick of the week. The wild card where we pick our favorite games from this week. But before we do that, let's get started with our uh, simmed wild card. Michael. Close us out. For my wild card pick, I used a random number generator to pick my game, and that game happens to be SMU versus Memphis. Being a lifelong Mustangs fan of three years, I am pulling for the ponies, but they make it hard in games like these. SMU finds success on offense, like Mordecai's near-perfect completion percentage, but most of the points came from ventured throws. The rest of the time, the ball bounced back and forth across the line of scrimmage. The Tigers' offense is just as unproductive, with more drops than a leaky faucet. Some plays end up entertaining, but more comedically than impressively. At the end of this circus, SMU ends up being the ringleader as they shut out Memphis 24-0. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me on. Best of luck with all your picks, and I will be seeing our viewers next week. Well, thank you, Michael. It was good to have you on, buddy. Um, yeah, make sure to check out the uh, Schooner Simulation every week. Preview the uh, the upcoming OU game. Always a blast. Uh, just just really tremendous content uh, from Michael Whitman, uh, and you know would love to, definitely would love to see more of him on uh, the weekend spread as well. That was incredible. Anyways, Jameson, kick us off. Who do you got? Yeah, um, I've been fading Wyoming, and it's been doing me well. And it's like, why would you? Um, like you said, don't if it ain't fixed, don't. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but the problem is, <laughs> I've been chicken. Don't broke it. I, I, think, I, think, I think I think at that point um, that favorite my decision is I'm going to be moving away from Wyoming. I'm going to take my winnings, and I am not going to pick Colorado State as a three and a half point favorite versus Wyoming. 
because I just get weird vibes from it. Because I've heard y'all bitch about Colorado State a little bit, and whenever y'all pick them, and I just don't want to get onto that. I just, I, I just, they just seem like they're really fickle. So I'm gonna go with kind of an easy game, um, not easy, um, but uh, I'm gonna go Michigan State three point favorites going into Purdue. I understand that's a track game. You know, Michigan State just got all these, um, you know, accomplishments. People are talking great in them. They're number three in the nation. And then, you know, Purdue is a pretty good team this year, and they've shown that. Um, but get, give me – I'm just going to pick Michigan State here um, just because uh, I just kind of – sometimes I pick games because I can kind of see like a little vision of a scenario, and I can see Michigan State being undefeated going into Ohio State. Okay. Ty, who do you got? I like that. Uh, so any any uh, frequent listener of the pod will know that I'm a longtime fan, and this is not a, a, you know, being in the military pick. I'm a longtime fan of service academy football because these these guys, it's, it's all guys, at, at, well, not all guys that, that are students, but guys that play. Um, these guys are not going to, to college to play football. They they are recruited to some extent, but they're going and, and they have a job a job lined up. I, they they know they have to go to the military after they go to college for at least uh, I think it's four or five years depending on on the service academy. Um, so because of that. I am a big fan of service academy football because I think it is Ivy League to some extent, but it's really the one true bastion of sort of amateurism in college football. And I don't want this to get too gooner and sort of my oh, NIL is ruining college football. I think I'm I'm a big supporter of NIL, but college fo- or service academy college football is really the last amateur level of college football. So all that being said. I'm picking the Army Air Force game because that one is going to be the one that decides the Commander-in-Chief's trophy this year, which is a trophy awarded to the service academy that performs the best in football uh, between Navy, Air Force, and Army. Navy, as I think we all know, has been abysmal this year, uh, which is painful to me. I, I make the lifelong whatever fan joke a lot on the podcast I have truly been a Navy fan for for a long time. Uh, so this week I'm picking Army versus Air Force. Army's four and three. Air Force is six and two. Uh, flat out, because I know you guys don't watch these teams. Uh, I know Army with Jeff Munkin is a tremendous coach, uh, but Air Force has been the better team uh, this year at least. The line as I have it is minus 2.5 for Air Force. I don't have a whole lot of analysis here, uh, but I like Air Force minus 2.5 because I think more or less you're picking it out right. Air Force has a much better offense if we're just looking at it on the season. Um, They're averaging fewer points per game than Army, uh, but they're also averaging – more than 10 they're averaging just just slightly fewer points per game uh but air force their d has been significantly better than armies uh although army does play a slightly better schedule uh all that being said i went on a little bit of long tangent tangent um i would suggest you guys if you have it on tv 
watch this game. Surface Academy football, I can't recommend it enough. I know it's a low scoring, but it's pretty interesting to watch. Normally, the players are, are a little bit smaller sized. Uh, the military's weight requirements restrict their linemen a little bit, but it's normally a good game. But give me Air Force minus two and a half here. I think Air Force has the Commanders in Chief Trophy pretty solidly unlocked this year. They've already beaten Navy. Uh, and, and Army and Navy obviously play later on in November, but give me Air Force here, minus two and a half. Yeah, and they play okay. 30 minutes before 11 a.m. kickoff, so let's at least watch the first 30 minutes. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, Blake, who do you got? Yeah, so I love Ty's pick. I was actually thinking about taking Air Force and decided against it just because I thought somebody else would take it, so glad Ty covered that because I think Ty might actually win a wild card pick uh this week so that's that's good to hear but and i'm also hoping my next pick might fight bobby a little bit i don't know where bobby's gonna go but (laughs) this line's weird and i like weird lines when i see it give me unc minus two and a half versus wake force and this i thought bobby might take wake for wake forest on the other side and i wanted to point out before i get into a little bit of the analysis just a fun stat that these teams both play in the ACC, but this will not count against their ACC records because it's technically a home-and-home game that they've scheduled like an out-of-conference game between the two since they only play every seven years. So, fun fact there that even if Wake loses this, it doesn't really affect their division or them making the ACC championship. But Wake has been awesome this year. Like, it's been a incredible team to watch, but they've played so many dang close games and has barely squeaked through. And it just feels like their luck is going to run out this week that this is, if any army wake forest game was the indication of it, this is just going to be a straight shootout. And I like Vegas weird lines where they don't really make sense to me. This is just one of those. I think Sam Howell like is good enough to win this and seeing how like, They beat Miami. They lost close to Notre Dame. I think UNC, because they lost so early, people think they're bad. I think they're still a very good, decent-esque ACC team. Give me the Tar Heels. I think this one's just weird and wacky lines, but I, yeah, I just got to take the Tar Heels. Okay. Uh, It might surprise you that I am not on the opposite side of this. Uh, I am picking a funky line, though. Uh, mine is, uh, I'm going to back, uh, Michigan state minus three against Purdue and <laughs> what can't pick it. Cause I picked it. Damn it. You've already used your mulligan automatic. Fight L. me. Fight me. Automatic L. Come on. Be a man. I'm Take fighting you. Let's go. Us. Let's go. Wake forest. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. The Deacons. I'm going from one creepy mascot to the other. So fight me. yes. I, it has been a long week, and in between pick one and pick now, it has been a long time. I apologize, Jameson. But yeah, okay, I'm okay. going to go Wake Forest to cover that. I do not trust Sam Howell. I do not trust Mac Brown's crusty old ass. I don't trust oh, anything about North Carolina. Donor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust him. He's just like he's just he's just all talking about the program and all this the other. Uh, he was on Friday stuff. Night Lights. I'll have you know. I, I do know that. Yeah, g- great show. But still, I'm just I I do not trust UNC at all. 
Wake will get tripped up eventually, but not against that, this salty, crappy-ass UNC team. They are absolute garbage. Bunch of frauds. <laughs> Hate them. So give me, give me Wake to cover that. So. Oh, my yes. God. I'm really excited to watch that now. Fight. Oh, Fight. man. Fight. <laughs> yeah, we got, got uh, we got to love a good wild card fight for sure. So, anyways, all right, well, that is all we have for this week's weekend spread. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, always a good time, uh, Jameson, Ty, Blake. Uh, any final thoughts? Well, there are no final that thoughts you're not, that you're not in the lead, or else you would have gotten your Michigan State pick. Well, yeah. Probably end up losing. Yeah. But if Michigan yeah, State ends up Michigan losing State. that. If Michigan State ends up losing that, so be it. It's okay. Uh, be, I, I now, that. now, now I've gotten my stank all over your pick. So <laughs> I, I, uh, that's not a good image. That's another great reason we can. End I this have a final on. thought. Yes. Fade Michigan State. Go with the blue bloods. Okay, the playoff <laughs> is going to be Georgia, two loss Bama, OU, and Ohio State, and it should be. Okay. Screw Cincinnati or Houston, whichever one it is. I don't know. They're the same. Houston. Michigan State is irrelevant. Okay, Ty. All right. Also, very special thanks to Michael Whitman for uh, the Schooner Sim picks. Uh, we'll see how we do against them. Hey, you, you know, the robots might might win this one, so uh, we'll see it. But uh, thanks, thanks for uh, all of the picks, Michael, for sure. All right, guys. Blake that's it. Final thoughts. Blake, final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have any, I didn't think. Or I guess, like, if we, if you, you're gonna force me. I love how Ty Ty watches significantly more college football than the college football playoff committee, but still arrives at the same conclusions, which no, we were bashing no. earlier. I, Cincinnati would not even be in the top Arrive at the same stuff. Ty somehow arrives at the same conclusions that we bash people that don't watch college football no. and still comes. Cincy would be unranked. Cincy. What? Hey, Ty also said Anthony Richardson was bad, and then he yeah, threw up a stinker he against. No, 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 this is pull up his Pull up his stats. He would, if Anthony Richardson was at OU, he would make Spencer Rattler look like a Heisman contender. Oh my no, gosh, please! Gosh, I'm, I, I'm so up. I completely forgot. Up. I knew this is gonna take thirty minutes. To debate He's this. of the same class as Caleb Williams. People, Stop. you were talking down on me Stop. that AR-15 only throwing interceptions. Guess what happened? Yeah, he played against a generational <laughs> defense. We don't have to go into that. A generationally great <laughs> defense is his first start. So it only goes into my criticism of Dan Mullen, but we don't need to go into that. You're right. You're right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. Anyways, Blake, did uh, you see JFK Jr. today? Did he come back? Oh, no, I didn't go down there. He probably is there. Stop though. talking about politics, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, you can't bring politics into this. <laughs> at what point is this politics that JFK Jr. is going to come back from the dead? Like, how is that? How are we down at the point where that's political? <laughs> this is going off the rails. <laughs> Cut her off. Cut her off. All right, folks. Have a good one and good luck out there. This has been the Weekend Spread. And some politics. Red. Ah, my dead man!